Yes. I got a joke for you. Oh, God. Lady walks into a dentist's office, sits down in the chair, proceeds to take off all her clothes and spread her legs. <laughs> dentist walks in and says, Ma'am, I think you're in the wrong room. She says, No, I ain't. Last week you put my husband's teeth in. Today you're going to take them back out. <laughs> God. <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome to Murder and Mystery in the South. I'm Justin Case. I am Ella Blue, and we are still here with... Slick Rick! Yay! <laughs> so, I hope everybody's doing good. I know it's been a long break, but uh, what you got for us today, Ella? Oh, Lord. We are going to talk about somebody who has been in the news a lot recently. Recent. They can't come. Yeah, it's staying in for sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to talk today about somebody that's been in the news recently, and um, the more I looked up the story, the more I really, I really felt sorry for this child. Um, that's Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Mm. So I'm going to start with her parents, especially Dee Dee, who was the one that, you know, she murdered. And Dee Dee was born Claudine Pitre, P-I-T-R-E, in Louisiana, near the Gulf Coast in 1967, and she grew up with her family in nearby Golden Meadow. She's the youngest of five children, and growing up, Dee Dee's mother would keep Dee Dee inside and say that she had a heart murmur, murmur, a heart murmur. Heart now I've heard of a heart murmur. What's yep. a heart murmur? It's it's the cousin. Ah, got it. <laughs> got it. But Dee Dee's mom kind of emulated a lot of the same behaviors that Dee Dee would later do to Gypsy. Relatives claim that she had a habit of stealing from her family, which they speculated was a form of retaliation when things didn't go her way. Her mother died in 1997. In interviews, her family would later express that they had suspicion that Dee Dee was neglecting Emma, her mom, mm -hmm. and might have killed her own mother by denying her food. So when she was 24, she met Rod Blanchard. He was 17 at the time, in a bowling alley. They got married on December 27, 1990. Mm -hmm. But shortly before Gypsy Rose's birth in July of 1991, the couple separated when Rod realized on his 18th birthday that he got married for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, Force. He resisted Dee Dee's effort. <laughs> yeah. He resisted Dee Dee's effort to give, to get him to return. And she took Gypsy and went to live with her family. So, a little tidbit. Um, they named her Gypsy Rose because Dee Dee liked the name Gypsy and Rod was a fan of Guns N' Roses. So. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a cool name. Yeah. Somebody was doing a lot of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. So according to Rod... To name your child Gypsy. Good <laughs> Lord. So according to Rod, by the time Gypsy um, Rose was three months old, her mother was convinced that the infant had sleep apnea and began taking her to the hospital, where repeated overnight stays with a sleep monitor and other tests found no sign of the condition. Dee subsequently became convinced that her daughter had a wide range of health issues, which she attributed to an unspecified chromosomal disorder. At some point, her mother claimed that Gypsy Rose had muscular dystrophy and made her use a walker. Gypsy said that when she was seven or eight, she was riding on her grandfather's motorcycle, 
um, and they were involved in a minor accident where she suffered just a little scratch on her knee. Her mom said that doctors had given her a wheelchair that she would need to use for a scratched knee. So, mama's a psycho hypochondriac. Mm hmm. Munchausen by proxy. That's pushing all this on her kid. Yeah. So, but now, didn't you say she suffered the same thing at her mama's hand? Mm-hmm. Okay. It seems to have been that way. Like I said, family said that her mom said that Dee Dee had a heart murmur and just a lot of other behaviors. So we got a bit of a really yeah. bad cycle going on. I think so. Got it. So Gypsy, Gypsy often went with her parents to the Special Olympics. In 2001, when Dee Dee claimed Gypsy Rose was 8, but she was actually 10, she was named the honorary queen of the crew of Mid-City. It was a child-oriented parade held during the Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Gypsy seemed to have stopped going to school after second grade. It's a possibility that it, would, it was even as early as kindergarten. Um, Didi homeschooled her after that, supposedly because her illnesses were so severe. This was later believed to have been an attempt to isolate Gypsy to further her abuse. She managed to learn to read on her own through the Harry Potter books. So her mama wouldn't teach her anything. She taught herself to read. So Gypsy's father had re remarried. Too. Gypsy's father had remarried and Dee Dee moved in with her father and stepmother. They later said that when preparing food for her stepmother, Dee Dee poisoned it with Roundup weed killer, leading to the stepmother's chronic illness during this pe period. So she poisoned her mother-in-law with weed killer? No, her killer? stepmother. Her stepmother. Mm-hmm. With weed killer. Yeah, Roundup weed killer. I guess that's one way to get rid of a pesky weed. Well, I don't think it killed her. It just said it, it led to her chronic illness. It just withered her a little bit? I guess. Didn't kill it all together, just withered it. <laughs> Good Lord. During that time, Dee Dee was arrested for several minor offenses, including writing bad checks. When the Petries, Petrus, P-I-T-R-E-S, I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce that, so. When they began to regulate. Well, you just keep trying because mm -hmm. I'm loving it. <laughs> so, when her dad and stepmom began to regularly confront her about her treatment of Gypsy Rose and express suspicion about her role in her stepmother's health, Dee Dee left with her child for the New Orleans suburb of Sladell. Her stepmother's health returned to normal shortly afterwards. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. Ta-da! She quit drinking weed killer and perked right up. <laughs> I'm all better. <laughs> in Slidell, the pair lived in public housing. They paid their bills with Rod's child support payments and public assistance Dee Dee had been granted due to her daughter's supposed medical conditions. They saw various specialists, mostly at Tulane Medical Center and the Children's Hospital of New Orleans, seeking treatment for illnesses Dee Dee claimed Gypsy Rose had, which now included hearing and vision problems. While a muscle biopsy found no sign of the muscular dystrophy Dee Dee insisted Gypsy Rose had, she was successful in securing treatment for other purported issues. After she told doctors Gypsy Rose had seizures, Gypsy Rose, Gypsy Rose, Gypsy Road. Take, Take me, me home. home. But I don't have one because I just roam. <laughs> That's pretty good. Jar around up. <laughs> Sorry. In my backpack. Don't piss me off. 
poison you. <laughs> so after she told doctors Gypsy Rose had seizures every few months, they prescribed anti-seizure medication. Several surgeries were performed on her during this time, and Dee Dee regularly took Gypsy to the emergency room for minor, minor ailments. After Hurricane Katrina devastated the area in August of 2005, the pair left their ruined apartment for a shelter in Covington set up for people with special needs. Dee Dee said Gypsy's medical records, including her birth certificate, had been destroyed in the flooding. A doctor there from the Ozarks suggested they relocate her to Missouri, and the next month they were airlifted there. At first, Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose lived in a rental home in Aurora in the southwestern in southwestern Missouri. During their time there, Gypsy Rose was honored by the Olay Foundation, Olay, O-L-E-Y, which advocates for rights of feeding tube recipients, recipients as its 2009 Child of the Year. In 2008, Habitat for Humanity, <laughs> I can't even talk today. Habitat. In 2008, Habitat for Humanity built them a small home with a wheelchair ramp, wheelchair ramp and hot tub as part of a larger project on the north side of Springfield to the east, and the two moved there. Well, this, Mama was just riding this horse. I'm telling you. My uh, goodness. Yeah. The story of a single mother with a severely disabled daughter forced to flee Katrina's devastation received considerable social media, social media attention and the community often pitched in to help the woman, who now went by Claudinia Blanchard. Yeah. And whom, Your name's Dee Dee Blanchard. Don't try to church it up. And whom they knew as Dee Dee. The outpouring of support included many charitable contributions. In Louisiana... Mother and daughter had at most availed themselves of occasional stays in the Ronald McDonald House during medical appointments. In Missouri, they received free flights to see doctors at Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City, free trips to Walt Disney World, and backstage passes to Miranda Lambert concerts where she was frequently photographed with Lambert via Make-A-Wish Foundation. Rod Blanchard was also continued to make monthly child support payments of $1,200, as well as sending Gypsy Rose gifts and occasionally talking to her on the phone. During one call on her 18th birthday, he recalls Dee Dee telling him not to mention her daughter's real age, since she thinks she's 14. <laughs> yes. Huh? How yes. do you think your child is an age? You have the birth certificate. No. No, she, she actually was somehow able to get the birth certificate changed to where... Gypsy Rose actually appeared younger than she was. I'd be pissed. Mm -hmm. I'd be real pissed. Uh, well, you haven't heard the rest of it. You see how pissed she gets here in a minute. Uh, <clears throat> Rod and don't his... end well for DD. Mm -mm. Rod and his second wife hoped to get to Springfield and visit, but for a variety of reasons, Dee changed plans. She told her neighbors in Springfield that Gypsy Rose's father was an abusive drug addict and alcoholic who had never come to terms with his daughter's health, use, health issues and never sent them any money. Was she just a career victim? Mm -hmm. Many people who met Gypsy Rose were charmed by her. Her five-foot height, nearly toothless mouth, large glasses, and high childlike voice reinforced the perception that she had all the problems her mother claimed she did. 
Didi regularly shaved Gypsy Rose's head to mimic the hairless appearance of a chemotherapy patient, allegedly telling her daughter that since her medication would eventually cause her hair to fall out, it was best to shave it in advance. Gypsy often wore wigs or hats to cover her baldness. When they left the house, Didi often took an oxygen tank and feeding tube with them. Gypsy Rose was fed the children's liquid nutrition supplement, Pediasure, well into her 20s. Didi used physical abuse to control Gypsy Rose, always holding her hand in the presence of others. When she said something that suggested she was not genuinely sick or seemed beyond her purported mental capacity, she recalls that her mother would squeeze her hand very tightly. When the two were alone, Didi struck her with her open hands or a coat hanger. Medical interventions continued. Didi had some of Gypsy's saliva, saliva glands treated with Botox, then extracted altogether. She had her saliva glands taken out of her daughter's mouth to control her purported drooling. Gypsy Rose later claimed her mother induced drooling by using a topical anesthetic to numb her gums before doctor's visits. The lack of, the lack of salivary glands coupled with the side effects of anti-seizure medication she was given caused her already few teeth to decay to the point that the majority of her front teeth were extracted and replaced with a bridge. Tubes were planted in her ears to control her myriad purported ear infections. So, Bernardo Flosterstein, mm -hmm. a pediatric neurologist who saw Gypsy Rose in Springfield, he became suspicious of her muscular dystrophy diagnosis. He ordered MRIs and blood tests, which found no abnormalities. I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk, he told Didi on a follow-up visit after seeing Gypsy Rose stand and support her own weight. Flasterstein noted that Didi was not a good historian. After contacting Gypsy Rose's doctors in New Orleans, he learned that her original muscle biopsy also came back negative, undermining Didi's reported diagnosis of muscular dystrophy, as well as her claim that all her records had been destroyed by flooding. He suspected the possibility of Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Mm -hmm. Didi contrived to gain access to Flosterstein's notes and subsequently stopped taking Gypsy Rose to see him. Flosterstein did not follow up by reporting Didi to social services, which I think is a major oh, yeah. issue. He screwed up big time there. He said other doctors had told him to treat the pair with golden gloves and doubted the authorities would believe him anyway. In 2009, an anonymous caller told the police about Didi's use of different names and birth dates for herself and her daughter and suggested Gypsy Rose was in better health than claimed. Officers who performed the resulting wellness check accepted Didi's explanation that she used the misinformation to make it harder for her abusive ex-husband to find them without talking to Rod and reported that Gypsy Rose seemed genuinely mentally disabled and the file was closed. There's failure number two. Yep. Didi seems to have at least once forged a copy of Gypsy's birth certificate, changing her birth date to 1995 to bolster claims that she was still a teenager. Gypsy Rose said in a later interview that for 14 years she was not sure of her real age. Didi sometimes also claimed that the original had been destroyed during the post-Katrina flooding. Didi did keep another copy with Gypsy Rose's real birth date. Gypsy Rose recalls seeing it during one of her hospital visits and becoming confused. Didi told her it was a misprint. 
Gypsy Rose had attended science fiction and fantasy conventions. I've been ready to kill Dee Dee for 20 minutes now. Yeah, tell me so. about it. Yeah, pretty much since it started, yeah. So she got to go to a lot of comic cons <clears throat> and science fiction cons and fantasy mm -hmm. since 2001. Sometimes in costume, since she could blend in into their diverse and inclusive communities with her wheelchair. At a 2011 event, she made what may have been an escaped attempt that ended when her mother found her in a hotel room with a man she had met online. Again, Dee Dee pr produced the paperwork given her false later birthday and, and threatened to inform the police. Gypsy Rose recalls that afterward, Dee Dee smashed her computer with a hammer and threatened to do the same to her fingers if she ever tried to escape again. She also kept Gypsy Rose leashed and handcuffed to her bed for two weeks. Diddy later told her that she had filed paperwork with the police claiming that she was mentally incompetent, leading her to believe that if she attempted to go to the police for help, they would not believe her. Shortly after being freed from the bed, Gypsy Road had unsuccessfully... Gypsy Rose... God, I said road again. Another one of them freaky words. Shortly after being freed from the bed, Gypsy had unsuccessfully attempted to escape from her house again by shooting her mother ten times with a BB gun which she initially believed was a real gun. I'd be so pissed. Have you ever been shot with a BB gun? Yeah. Yeah, it, it No, but I'd be good. real pissed if I, if I tried to shoot my abusive parent that had been leashing me to a bed for the past however long. And it was only... And it was a BB gun? Little pee-pews. <laughs> saw that going differently in my mind. Mm-hmm. Sometime around 2012, Gypsy, who continued to use the internet after her mother had gone to bed to avoid her tightened supervision, made contact online with Nicholas Godajon, a man around her age from Big Ben, Wisconsin, whom she had met. Wait, a man around her real age? Or supposed age? A man around her age is all it says. I think he was her actual age. Ah. And yeah, she had met on a um, Christian singles website. Gota John has a criminal record for indecent exposure and a history of mental illness, sometimes reported as dissociative identity disorder. He is also has autism spectrum disorder. So in 2014, Gypsy confided to 23-year-old neighbor Aaliyah Woodmancy, who, unaware that Gypsy was closer to her own age, considered herself a big sister, that she had she and Gota John had discussed eloping and had even chosen names for potential children. Gypsy, who had five separate Facebook's account, Facebook accounts, and Gota John flirted online. Their exchange, exchanges sometimes using BDSM elements, which she has since claimed was more what he was interested in. Well, I mean, you can't have any worse mommy issues than this poor girl anyway, I know. so can't exactly say I blame her. Mm -mm. The what? Facebook is the devil. Booze, <laughs> <laughs> balls, For devil. the devil. Woodmancy tried to talk her out of it, still thinking she was too young and possibly being taken advantage of by a sexual predator. She considered Gypsy Rose's plans just fantasies and dreams and nothing like this would ever really take place. Despite Dee Dee's efforts to prevent her from using the internet, which went as far as destroying her daughter's phone and laptop, she maintained contact with Woodmancy, who saved printouts of her posts until 2014. The next year, she arranged and paid for Godajon to meet her mother in Springfield. 
Her plan was for him to just casually bump into her while she and Dee Dee were at a movie theater, both of them in costume, and apparently shock up a relationship that way, and then later for her to introduce him to her mother. As soon as they did meet in person for the first time in March 2015, when Gypsy Rose, along with her mother, went to watch Cinderella, Gota John says Gypsy Rose led him to the bathroom handicap stall where the two had sex. Are we going to talk about how ironic the Cinderella movie is to this whole story? Yeah, it is crazy. You ain't wrong. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't remember Cinderella getting laid, but hey, at least they picked the stall with the most room. Yeah. <laughs> so this is disputed by Gypsy Rose. Got the hell moving around. And she said they did not have sex and that Gota John had pulled out his penis but was unable to get erect. The two continued their oh, internet. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Waited all that time. Yeah. Couldn't perform. So they continued their internet interactions and began developing began developing their plan to kill Dee Dee. Like using a BB gun to kill somebody. So Gypsy wrote a book, and in it she stated that uh, Gota John was not the first person she had had sex with. So, Gota John returned to Springfield in June of 2015, arriving while Gypsy Rose and her mother were away at a doctor's appointment. After they had returned home and Dee Dee had gone to sleep, he went to the Blanchard house. Gypsy Rose let him in and allegedly gave him duct tape, gloves, and a knife with the understanding that he would use it to murder Dee Dee. Gypsy Rose hid in the bathroom and covered her ears so that she would not have to hear her mother screaming. Gota John then stabbed Dee Dee 17 times in the back while she was asleep. Yes. I afterwards, mean, that's horrible. Afterwards, Gota John claimed that the two had sexual intercourse in Gypsy Rose's room and that she also performed fellatio on him. Well, he don't mind spilling the beans, does he? Nope. All right. Kiss so, and tell, my man. Gypsy alleged that Gota John had raped her and that the sexual activity was non consensual. She alleged that Gota John told her he would rape her because she did not allow him to rape Dee Dee before the murder, as he had previously fantasized about. Gypsy Rose said that she had called out from help for help from her deceased mother during the rape. They took $4,000 in cash that Dee Dee had been keeping in the house, mostly from Rod's child support checks. They fled to a motel outside Springfield, where they stayed a few days while planning their next move. During that time, they were seen on security cameras at several stores. Gypsy Rose said at that point she believed the two had gotten away with their crime. They mailed the murder weapon back to go to John's home in Wisconsin to avoid being caught with it, then took a bus there. Several witnesses who saw the pair on their way to, to the Greyhound station noted that Gypsy Rose wore a blonde wig and walked unassisted. After seeing concerning Facebook statuses posted from Dee Dee's account, the Blanchard's friends suspected something was amiss. When phone calls were unanswered, several friends and neighbors went to the house. While they knew that the two often left on medical trips unannounced, they saw Dee Dee's modified car still in the driveway, making this unlikely. Protective film on the windows made it hard to see inside in the low light. No one answered the door, so the gathered friends called 911. When the police arrived, they had to wait for a search warrant to be issued before they could enter, but they allowed one of the neighbors present to climb through a window. Where he saw that the inside of the house was largely undisturbed and that Gypsy Rose's wheelchairs were all still present. When the warrant was issued, police entered the house and found Dee Dee's body. A GoFundMe account was set up to pay for her funeral expenses and possibly Gypsy Rose's. 
All who knew the Blanchards feared the worst. Even if Gypsy Rose had not been harmed, they believed she would be helpless without her wheelchair, medications, and support equipment like the oxygen tanks and feeding tube. Would Mancy, who was among those gathered <clears throat> on the Blanchards' lawn, tell police that she knew about Gypsy Rose and her secret boyfriend? She showed them the printouts that she had saved, which included his name. Based on the information, police asked Facebook to trace the IP address from which the post to Dee Dee's account had been made. It turned out to be in Wisconsin, and the next day, police agencies in Waukesha County raided the Go to John's Big Ben home. Go to John and Gypsy Rose surrendered and were taken into custody on charges of murder and felony armed criminal action. But did they give them the package? You'll see. <laughs> the news that Gypsy Rose was safe was greeted with relief in Springfield, where she and Goda John were soon extradited and held on a $1 million bond. But in announcing the news, Greene County Sheriff Jim Arnott warned things are not always as they appear. The media in Springfield soon reported the truth of the Blanchard's lives that she had never been sick and had always been able to walk, but her mother had made her pretend otherwise using physical abuse, abuse to control her. Arnott urged people not to donate money to the family until investigators learned the extent of the fraud. An unsealed search warrant showed Gypsy had at least five Facebook accounts. Go to John told investigators Gypsy had so many different Facebook accounts he could not remember all of them. The accounts Nicholas Go to John, Nicholas Bella Rose, Snow Gypsy Blanchard, Gypsy's Trip, Praying for Dee Dee, and Gypsy, Bella Rose, and Gypsy Rose were asked to be searched along with any additional Facebook accounts associated with Gypsy's email address. Previous, previous warrants say friends told investigators Gypsy had alternative Facebook accounts under the names Emma Rose and Devonna Wolf, where she reportedly liked pictures of sadomasochism. After the disclosure of how Dee Dee had treated Gypsy Rose, sympathy for her as the victim of a violent murder rapidly shifted to her daughter as a long-term victim of child abuse. While the charge oh, of first yeah. yeah. While the charge of first degree murder can carry the death penalty under Missouri law or life without parole, County Prosecutor Dan Patterson announced he would not seek it for either Gypsy Rose or Go to John, calling the case extraordinary and unusual. After her attorney obtained her medical records from Louisiana, he secured a plea bargain to second-degree murder for Gypsy Rose. She was so undernourished up to this point, during the year she was in county jail, her lawyer told BuzzFeed that she had gained 14 pounds in contrast to most of his clients who typically lose weight in that situation. In July of 2016, she accepted the plea bargain and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Go to John still faced more severe charges because prosecutors contended that he initiated the murder plot and he and Gypsy Rose agreed that he was the one who killed Dee Dee. He was also more severely prosecuted due to different personal circumstances. Go to John was given less sympathy and understanding due to a lack of involvement in the abuse. Gypsy Rose's plea bargain agreement did not require her to testify against him. In January 2017, his trial was postponed when prosecutors requested a second psychiatric exam. His lawyers contend that he was an intelligence quotient 
of 82 and is on the autism spectrum, suggesting that he has dismissed capacity, diminished capacity. He initially waived his right to a trial by jury, but changed his mind in June of that year. In December 2017, the judge set go to John's trial for November 2018. In their opening statements, prosecutors alleged that Go to John had del- deliberated for over a year before the crime, while his lawyers pointed to his autism and said that Gypsy had formulated the crime and her love-struck client had just done as she had asked. The next day, prosecutors showed jurors the text messages, sometimes sexually explicit, that Gypsy and Go to John shared in the week before the murder often using various personas, as well as the knife he had used to commit the murder. In some of the texts, he asked her for details about Didi's room and sleeping habits. These were supplemented by video of his interview with police after his arrest, where he admitted killing her. Gypsy Rose testified on the trial's third day. She said that while she had indeed suggested to go to John that he kill Didi, to end her mother's abuse, she had also considered getting pregnant by him in the hope that once she was carrying Go to John's child, Dee Dee would have to accept him. Along with the knife that she gave to Go to John, she stole baby clothes from Walmart during a shopping trip so she could go ahead with their plan. However, she said Go to John never told her what he thought about the pregnancy plan. After four days, the case sounds like she took a few pages from Mama's book. Uh, yeah, it does. Setting up the victim story. With the rape and all that stuff. Yeah. I I don't buy. I don't that's the one part I don't buy. I mean if she's going back now and saying that she was planning on getting pregnant by him. Exactly my point. We've come full circle here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm not saying that, you know, she wasn't justified and ending mama yeah. for everything she did, but definitely sounds like she was the planner here. I think so. So after four days, the case was sent to the jury. Jurors had the option of finding Go to John guilty of one of three murder charges, involuntary manslaughter, second degree or first degree murder, or not guilty. After approximately two hours of deliberation, they returned with a verdict, guilty of first degree murder and armed criminal action. Shoot, they threw the book at him. Yeah. In February 2019, he was sentenced to life in prison for the murder conviction. The only possible option since prosecutors had declined to seek the death penalty. Golda John asked Judge David Jones for leniency on the armed criminal action, which carries a minimum sentence of only three years, saying that he had fallen blindly in love with Gypsy Rose. He received a sentence of 25 years on that charge, which is concurrent with the life sentence. Oh, well, good. I'm glad he only got 25 years after his life sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Jones. <laughs> hey, don't worry, buddy. After your life's over, we're only going to keep you in that cell for another 25 years. Yeah. Jones also denied a motion by Go to John's lawyer for a new trial. Dwayne Perry, the lawyer, argued that the jury should not have been allowed to hear that Go to John had considered raping Dee Dee on the night of the murder and also argued that the state psycholog- psychologist should not have been allowed to testify. While Go to John's psychologist should have been able to testify to establish that he had diminished capacity. In denying the motion, Jones conceded that an appeals court could find the latter point significant and consider it a reversal error, reversible error. The Blanchard's neighbors were shocked to learn that Gypsy Rose's illnesses were fabricated. 
Um, Wood Mancy, whose information about her relationship with Goda John led police to the couple the day after Dee Dee's body was discovered, said she cried out in disbelief upon hearing that Gypsy Rose had never been sick or disabled. Her mom recalled how everyone had accepted Dee Dee's claims without asking for proof and wondered if the mother and daughter had been secretly laughing at their neighbor's naivety. Kim Blatchard, no relation, who had called the deputy sheriffs to the house the night before said, what have I been believing? How could I have been so stupid? Over 60 people attended a candlelight vigil for Dee Dee in downtown Springfield, Springfield the night after the body was discovered. In a news conference, Arnott said of the case, Springfield is a giving community. We surround people with love and finances that we believe that needs it. However, a lot of times we are deceived, and I think this is now so true. In this case at hand, only one of the charities that had helped the Blanchards spoke after the revelations. Can't blame them. A spokesman for Habitat for Humanity, whose volunteers had built the Blanchards' house, along with others on the street, said, we are just really deeply saddened by this whole situation. So Dee Dee's family in Louisiana, who had confronted her about her treatment of Jim C. Rose years before, did not mourn her. Her father, stepmother, and the nephew who first shared details of Gypsy Rose's actual health when she first started using a wheelchair all later said that Dee Dee deserved her fate and that Gypsy Rose had been punished as much as she needed to be. None of them would pay for her funeral, and her father and stepmother flushed her ashes down the toilet. <laughs> Shitty way to go. <laughs> <clears throat> so Rod Blanchard, Gypsy's father, is more forgiving. I think Dee Dee's problem was that she started a web of lies, and there was no escaping after that, he told BuzzFeed. No, Dee Dee's problems were a mm -hmm. lot deeper than a web of lies. Yeah. This it, was all purposeful. He said it was like a tornado got started. He was happy the first time he saw a video of Gypsy Rose walking under her own power. So, Gypsy Rose, after serving her sentence, you know, she's out now. She, I feel like... I'm more free in prison than with living with my mom because I'm allowed to just live like a normal woman. Yeah, and what about the guy you used to get rid of mama mm -hmm. that now is in prison for life? So Gypsy served her sentence in Missouri's Chillicothe Correction Center and did not talk to the media until after she had made her plea. When she did, she told BuzzFeed reporter Michelle Dean that she had been able to research Munchausen syndrome by proxy now known as a fictitious disorder imposed on another. Which is basically mm -hmm. what it is, I mean. On prison computers, and her mother had every symptom. I think she would have been the perfect mom for someone that actually was sick, she said. She had believed Dee's claim that she had cancer, even though she knew she could walk and eat solid food, leading her to assent to the regular head shavings. But she always hoped that doctors would see through the ruse, and she was frustrated that none besides Flasterstein did. When Dean asked her what made her want to escape her situation, she recalled the 2011 incident at the science fiction convention, which made her wonder why she was not allowed to have friends like others her age. While she said that Gilda John took her idle discussions of murder into reality, she accepts that she committed a crime and has to live with the consequences. Nonetheless, she has said that she hopes to help others 
other abused victims. Abuse victims. I don't buy that for one <clears throat> second. She absolutely used old go to John to get out of a terrible situation. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you see she tried to, to run away and, and got caught in the hotel room with the guy from the Oh, exactly. Condition. I'm not saying she had any other options. So I'm just saying that she absolutely put all this together. Oh, yes, definitely. And used him as a scapegoat. Yep. Well, she got married while she was in prison, and, and now she's living with her husband in Louisiana, pretty close to her parents. Well, her dad and stepmom. So. And he rots in prison. Yep. For life plus 25 more years. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, buddy, I'll tell you what. So, I think it'd be interesting to see what transpires next. Hey there, Delilah. That's all, folks. Yeah, I don't think anything's going to come of that. I think that's that's said and done. She got know. out of her situation. Yep. She got leniency. Now she's happily married. And, and she's got a strong presence on social media now. The guy she suckered into doing her dirty work gets to rot in prison for the rest right. of his life. Yeah. So that's shit. It's a little cray cray. It is. But that was that was an interesting one. What you think, Rick? I, I'm glad Dee Dee's dead. That's about all my input. <laughs> she sucks. Yeah. Yeah, Dee Dee did suck. She deserved what she got. I can't imagine having a parent that you know would would want you. I would have made sick. sure. I would have made sure it wasn't a fucking BB gun. Could have told you that much. Well, I would say, you know, the girl was not educated. Well, I mean, so, yeah, but so she might not have even she might not have known what a real gun would look like. That is fair. I, and I so. will say that she tried to get rid of herself. She tried to get away from her. Yeah. So I can understand the need to do something a little more drastic. I guess the only bad part of this whole thing for me is if this the guy she used was. Mentally, diminished yeah. and love struck that he got the short end of the deal on that one yeah big time big time but you know i don't know how diminished he was i haven't but I, you know at the same time i'm sitting here thinking okay she's claiming that he said he wanted to rape Didi. she's claiming that yeah. yes yeah so I mean, you know, if, if they took that into account, maybe they were thinking, he, yeah, he might be a little diminished, you know, but he's also did. a little psycho. But you know they did. So, but if she was playing the whole BDSM aspect with right? him, then, you know, they're talking about all this oh, yeah. crazy fetish stuff. I mean, how'd she learn about that if she's confined to a wheelchair and can't go nowhere? Well, apparently, she never stopped using the internet. <laughs> yeah, the eighth computer she got. Anyway. All right, folks. Well, you tell us what you think about it. We'd love to hear your comments. Definitely. And uh, we appreciate you coming out and listening. And we hope to hear you again on the next one. Yep. And uh, y'all come back and see us now. Bye.